Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians 1, 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. But God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God had chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, Fools for Christ. Fools for Christ. Amen. You know, according to the biblically-based Institute in Basic Life Principles, there are five types of fools described in the Bible, and they're mostly found in the book of Proverbs. The, the first one is the simple fool who opens his or her mind to any passing thought. They lack discernment. They are easily captivated by all kinds of enticements and deceptions. Then there's the silly fool this person has a mouth that often gets them in trouble. When things don't go their way, they become angry, thinking uh, that, that their way is right. They despise and reject wise counsel, amen, even from those trying to help them. Then there's the sensual fool, a person who rejects the correction of parents or other authorities in their life. This person determined, is determined to make wrong choices and consistently rejects the wisdom of God. They are a lover of pleasure who seeks to satisfy the, the lusts of the flesh and they glory in things that they should be ashamed of. The Bible said in Jeremiah 6.15, Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, they shall be Cast down, saith the Lord. Amen. We're living in a day and age where the moral fabric of society is unraveling before our eyes. We're living in a day where people can't blush anymore. People don't feel bad anymore. They don't feel ashamed anymore. Amen. And it's sad. Praise God. And then there's the scorning fool. Like the sensual fool, the scorning fool has a rebellious attitude and spirit. They not only reject the truth, but also embrace that which is abominable in the eyes of God. This type of fool turns a deaf ear when rebuked. The only way this type of fool can learn is through appropriate and stiff punishment. And then the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, 
Woe unto them who call good evil and evil good, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter, which justify the wicked for reward and take away the righteousness of the righteous from him. Amen. And then lastly, there's the steadfast fool. This is the most dangerous of all the fools because this person totally rejects God and his ways. Psalm 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The steadfast fool is closed-minded and is his own God. He is the leader of all the fools. And as an influencer, his goal is to draw away as many other people as possible into his evil ways. Amen. You see, the devil has influenced the human race, amen, down dark paths and with the fallen nature that we're born with, amen. If we don't get a right path, if we don't get some good instruction, if we don't have some good examples in our lives showing us a better way, amen, the devil as the father of lies and the master of deception, amen, over the thousands of years has taken advantage of mankind's three greatest weaknesses, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. From the very beginning, it's been his business to humiliate and make fools of the human race. He has introduced so many counterfeits and substitutes for God in the lives of people, things to supposedly help people cope, escape from reality, and get them through another day. These things don't end up helping people. All they do is make fools out of them. Things like alcohol and drugs, amen, as supposedly try to help people, ways of escape, ways of coping with their lives, amen, but end up ruining their lives, ruining their health, ruining their families. You know, in my B.C. days, before Christ, amen, I, was, got, I got into drugs and alcohol, amen, and I would, when I got on the influence of, of these substances, amen, my, my personality changed, my words changed, my, uh, my, my attributes changed, amen, uh, I, I got angry easier, I, I changed, it, it changes you, it makes you not the person you are, amen, it lowers your inhibitions, it takes away your filters, and it causes you, amen, to do things you would never do, to think things you would never think, amen, to say things you would never say, amen, when you were sober and you were in your right mind. Amen. And these things, I remember that the devil made a fool out of me. I did it myself, but I allowed him to. Amen. By, by consuming these things. And I hurt people in my life because of it. Praise God. I'm telling you, amen. We need to be fools for Christ. You know, things like fortune tellers and psychics and horoscopes and astrology charts. Amen. These things were supposedly there, amen, to guide people and to help people. Amen. But they take them down the wrong path and they get people all hooked up to where your horoscope says you better not go out today. Amen. If you're a certain sign because something is going to happen and then you don't leave your house. I'm telling you, that's making a fool out of people. Praise God. Amen. And then there's things to stay away from that supposedly cause 
cause bad luck and things to do or possess that supposedly counteract and give you good luck. But I don't believe in luck anymore because I'm not a fool for the world or the devil anymore. Uh, amen. I'm going to be a fool for Christ's sake. Praise God. And I don't believe in luck. I believe in Jesus. And I don't believe in chance. I believe in him. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God orders the steps of a good man. And then when you're led by the Spirit, all things work together for good. I want to be a fool for Christ's sake. Hallelujah. I thank God that he came himself and died for us so that we could depart from our foolish ways. And give a, he gave us something genuine and real so we could walk with him and live the life he intended us to live. He created us to live. Titus verse 3, verse 3. Amen. Chapter 3, verse 3. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and through... Amen. The renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he set on us abundantly through Christ our Savior. Oh, praise God. We put those foolish things aside. Amen. And we walk with God. The word foolish, it means absurd and nonsensical and inept and senseless, weak-minded and clueless, idiotic and illogical and ridiculous. The Bible says... In a couple of those verses we read in the beginning, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Verse 27, but God had chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And let me tell you something, folks. We know that God is not foolish. Amen. And you better believe he's not weak either. The Bible said Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Amen. But let me explain to you what is meant by the foolishness of God and the weakness of God. It is referring to the world's perception of the things of God and the people of God. This is talking about what unsaved people think about how, what, how God does what he does. Amen. It's foolishness to them. They can't compute. They're on the outside looking, trying to look in, and they don't understand it. Amen. When some people hear about the stories in the Bible, they're very skeptical and find them hard to believe. You know, God used an ordinary shepherd's staff to work mighty miracles, including the party to the Red Sea, which allowed the people to walk across on dry ground. Think of that, folks. The Red Sea, amen, was a sea for a long time. And that ground at the very bottom, that wasn't no dry ground. That's been saturated with water for hundreds of years, thousands of years. And in one moment's time, God split it across, and those people walked across not on squishy ground, not even on damp ground it was on dry ground that's a miracle you might think it's foolishness, but I believe it's the power of God. Amen. amen. God caused a donkey to talk the prophet Balaam, amen, out of, out of doing something that would have caused him to lose his life. Samson ripped the gates of the city of Gaza right out of the walls, post and all, and carried these estimated four-ton gates on his shoulders to the top of a hill. 
talk about, amen, there's something that's amazing, amen, when Elisha was the prophet of Israel, all the, the sons of the prophets that were his protégés, they said, Master, we need a bigger place, amen, in which to meet, and we're, we need to go and cut down some trees and build a bigger place for us. He said, let's, let's do it, and he went with them, and they had a borrowed axe, and one of them was cutting down a tree, and the axe head flew off the handle and into the nearby little a uh, little body of water, the little lake right there. Amen. And he said, Master, we borrowed this. This is the only axe we have. Praise God. And the Bible said that Elisha said, where did he fall? In the water. And he said, right about over there. Amen. And Elisha took a stick. He told him to throw it over there. Amen. And the Bible said that King James puts it this way. The iron did swim. Amen. I don't know if it was the Australian crawl. I don't know if it was the backstroke. I don't know if it was the breaststroke. But amen. That axe head was swimming up to the top. And, it, and they got it back. Praise God. Now that sounds kind of foolish. But I believe it happened with all of my heart. Praise God. I'm a fool for Christ's sake. David defeated a nine foot tall fighting machine named Goliath with a simple shepherd's slingshot. God gave Hezekiah a sign to prove that he was going to heal him from the sickness that he was about to die of. Amen. And the sundial, which was the way they told time back then, the sundial went backwards 10 degrees, not forwards like it normally does, backwards 10 degrees, which is about 20 minutes. It went backwards 20 minutes. I believe it happened. God used the belly of a whale amen to teach the prophet Jonah a lesson these mind-boggling miracles did not stop when the New Testament came to us amen I read about ordinary water being turned to wine a little boy's lunch feeds 5,000 men and their families with plenty of leftovers Jesus walks on water Jesus calms the raging storm with three simple words peace be still Peter amen was asked by some of the religious leaders, hey, don't you, you and your master pay taxes? Oh, yes, we do. And he went and told Jesus about it. And then Jesus said, okay, well, since you mentioned it, then we got to pay our taxes. Amen. And so he said, go and take your fishing pole and cast the line out. The first fish you catch, open its mouth. Take the hook out. Open its mouth. A piece of money is going to be in that mouth of that fish. That money is going to be enough to pay your taxes and my taxes. Praise God. And sure enough, it happened. Oh, I don't know. That sounds kind of foolish. Oh, no. I believe it happened. Praise God. Just like it said. And the greatest miracle of all was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He was pronounced dead. He was absolutely lifeless. And for three days and three nights, he sat in the belly of the earth but on that third day amen that death could not keep him down there ain't no grave that could hold him back and hold him down amen once the church was born in the book of Acts, we read about the shadow of Peter healing people. We read about handkerchiefs and aprons that touched Paul. Amen. And were brought to the sick and diseases and evil spirits left them. Amen. Some people who even opposed apostles in the early church were struck with temporary blindness. Amen. I know to the thinking of the world these things are foolish, nonsensical, illogical, and even far-fetched. But to us who believe, it's the miraculous power of God. And we were Rejoice to hear these wonderful stories because we're serving a God that goes beyond our understanding and our abilities.
I believe all of these things happen and more without a shadow of a doubt because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The weakness of God is stronger than men. Amen. God is omnipotent. He's all powerful. There's no weakness in him. Amen. But when we talk about God's people, some people think Christians are weak. Some people think we need a crutch. We got to have religion to get through life. Oh no. Amen. We're stronger than that. Praise God. God asks his people to be humble, meek, and to turn the other cheek, to go the extra mile, to love and pray for our enemies, to do good and be peacemakers, to be compassionate, to be merciful, merciful, forgiving, and full of grace. To the world, some of these things are weaknesses. But what the world doesn't understand, that these things actually make us stronger than them. The Bible said we can overcome evil with good. See, the Apostle Paul said, we are fools for Christ's sake. Amen. And folks, I was a fool long enough for the devil. Amen. I, I thank God I've been, a, I've been a fool for Christ lot, almost twice as long now. I'm coming up on almost twice as long being a fool for Christ than I was for the devil. Praise God. I'm looking forward to that landmark. I'm looking forward to that, uh, that milestone in my life. Praise God. Praise God. But now I'm going to be a fool for Christ's sake. I'm going to live my life according to the word of God, trusting completely in him. When I first came to God, I had aunts and uncles and cousins. They called, calling me a Jesus freak. Didn't want much to do. We used to party together. We used to cuss, cuss at each other together. We used to do all these and crowds and all kinds of stuff and drink and smoke together. Amen. And now I didn't want to do it so they didn't really want me around. I was just making them feel bad and it was uncomfortable. Praise God. You know what? Amen. Some of my friends did the same thing. But like the song says, friends don't treat me just like they used to. Amen. Ever since I laid my burdens down. Because I'm a fool for Christ's sake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a fool for Christ's sake. I don't care if it looks foolish. I don't care. Amen. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover in Jesus' name. I'm going to anoint people with ordinary oil. Yeah, that I bought at the store. It's just olive oil I bought at the store. But I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And I'm going to baptize people in ordinary tap water. In the name of Jesus Christ. And I believe that the blood of Jesus is going to come and wash away their sins. And their sins are going to be remitted. I'm going to preach the absolute necessity of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Evidenced by speaking in other tongues, amen, as being part of our salvation plan to be born again of water and spirit. 1 Corinthians 1.18, we read it. It says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. Verse 21, for after that in wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, some people might say, you're coming in here off the street, never been in a church before, never been in a Pentecostal church before, and they might come in here, amen, when we open our doors back up, and they see, I'm up here sweating. I'm up here red-faced. I'm up here, amen, spitting sometimes. Amen. Accidentally, 
So, you know, we have a warning, just like at Shamu Stadium. If you're in the first couple rows in the church, you may get wet. Amen. And that seems all foolishness. Praise God. Just think of it for a while. We're preaching out of a book that was written thousands of years ago by all these people. Amen. Amen. That was all inspired by an invisible God that most of us have never seen. Praise God. But somehow it works because God is real. It's the foolishness of preaching. And I believe it. And we get what we preach, and when we preach it, God moves. I'm going to be a fool for Christ's sake. I'm going to preach about the cross and what he did for us. I'm going to preach about the soon coming of the Lord and how we must always be watching and waiting and prepared for this momentous occasion. I'm going to preach that there's more to this life than what we experience on this earth. When we die, eternity awaits us. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Praise God. You know, in 1960, there was a number one hit on the radio. And the title of the song is, Everybody's Somebody's Fool. And if that's the case, then I choose to be a fool for Christ. Amen. I don't care if people think I'm foolish or think people think I'm wasting my time. Amen. Hallelujah. But there's a song that came out that we sang in our churches many years ago. And some of it goes like this. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to be like him. Nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. You decide for you. And I'll decide for me. The choice is mine. And this is how I choose to be. Don't look at me with sympathy sympathy, and think I've been cheated for not doing all those things that you call fun. Amen. Because one of these days, hallelujah, this choice I've made will lift me out of here. Hallelujah. I choose to be a fool for Christ's sake. He loved me enough to die for me. Amen. Nobody else can say that about me. He did it. He loved me enough to tell me the truth. Show me the way that leads to endless day. Let's be fools for Christ's sake. Let's stand with Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1 where he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believeth unto the Jew first and also to the Greek. I am not ashamed of my God. And you know what the Bible said of those people that are fools for Christ and follow Him and trust in Him? The Bible said in Hebrews, and He is not ashamed to be called their God. Hallelujah. It works both ways, folks. Stand for Jesus and let the world go by. Amen. Stand on His promises. Hold on to faith in Him. Don't let anybody knock you off of that. I'm a fool for Christ. Oh, praise God. Let's praise Him. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.